What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, good, happy Monday to you folks. It's such a beautiful and bright and sunny day here in Chicago. And we're enjoying some some really beautiful weather after a weekend of Lollapalooza. This is the greatest city in the world. I hope you have a chance to, to visit us here because Chicago is just where it's happening. And that brings me to your business. Is it happening there too? Is it happening for you? What's your greatest business challenge? For most people, it's getting the prospects, the clients, the customers, whatever it is, through the door and creating that conversion, creating the close, whatever your conversion is based on. And so that's what we're going to talk about here today, some some strategies as well as a lot of mindset because that's what stops people from making the sale, from from converting, from getting that close during that conversation or during that relationship. So do you give up after a few sales calls and do you expect business to come from every single networking event that you go to? Well, then if, if you're thinking like that, it's definitely time for a shift in mindset. How about this one? Does the thought of hearing no or even a nice, kind, gentle no thank you slow you down? Does that kind of keep you from going back to that phone or or from that next networking event or whatever it is? You know, no is a very, very um, uh, tough word to hear. And and we begin feeling that way as children, and and we're we're taught that no is negative. But in the world of sales, no doesn't have to be a negative thing because it really is all about the numbers and getting to those no's. I know that you've heard this before. Getting to those no's just gets you closer to the yes. So today we're going to talk about five thought-provoking perspectives that will shift the way you think about sales and hopefully inspire you to get more business in the door. We're going to look at some other ways to landing larger clients as well. So getting your products and services into the hands of future customers does have its challenges. I'm here to admit that. And believe me, as a coach, I face those challenges as well. There are some times when my prospect list just dries up and I have to kind of shake it off and, and go back at it and, and find those wonderful clients who who would benefit from my services. So Getting getting that no is one thing, and when we add that fear of rejection to the mix, the challenge becomes just monumental. What if you could see no as a magic word that just gets you closer to the sale instead of letting it knock the wind out of your sales? And that's the goal here today because that is entirely 
entirely possible. But let's begin by understanding why we take rejection so personally in the first place, because that's at the core of this. You know, why why is that no so you know, why does it just hit us like like a bullseye? Why is it so hard for some people to take? Well, think about it this way. If you represent a product, you probably use that product yourself or that product was was an invention of necessity, born out of necessity, and so you're very, very connected to it. And so you believe in it with all of your heart. And those of you who are inventors and have created these products yourself have just poured blood, sweat, and tears into developing your products, not to mention tons of money. You know, I have prospects and clients coming to me all the time who, who you know, a lot of the pro- prospects end up saying, I can't even afford coaching because I have a second mortgage on my house or I have a home equity line on my house and I poured all of my savings into getting this product developed and they have no money to get it to market. And to me, that's just tragic because there are millions of amazing product ideas out there that never, ever get to market. And so hearing no for those of you who have actually created a product on your own is is just horrible. And for service providers like coaches and massage therapists and energy healers and, and even tax folks and accountants, you know, the thought of rejection is especially daunting because... Your knowledge and talent are literally a part of who you are. So when that that part of you is, you feel it's been rejected, well, it's truly and really personal. So all of these scenarios make it only natural to embrace your business as an extension of your very being. And hearing no can feel like such a personal rejection. I'll tell you what, it took me three or four years into my coaching career to stop taking those no's as such a personal rejection. I've learned to understand that the no is really mostly, almost always, because the person isn't ready. They're just not in the place. And you can learn that too. Maybe they just don't know that they need your service yet. Or, you know, it could be a case with a product where it's truly not something that they need in their life at this time. So remember that it isn't personal. Now, to realize your dream of success, especially in sales, a separation of self from your product or service is a must, okay? I'm going to say that again. A separation of self from your product or service is absolutely necessary. Let me let me kind of explain what I mean by that. And I'm going to use myself as an example here because, you know, I can only speak for myself. But I've, I've talked about this to, well, I've written in Inc. Magazine about it and I've talked to clients about it and, and others about it and, and it always strikes a chord. If I define myself as a coach and an author, because that's what I do, then anyone who says no 
to what I have to author to offer is actually rejecting a part of me. But if I don't define myself as a coach and an author, if that is just something I do, then they're telling me now isn't the time in my life for this to happen, right? So if you are, let's say, a social media strategist, for instance, and you're amazing at strategy, you've probably been amazing at strategy and creating connections all of your life, right? And so you may be at a point where you're defining yourself by that skill set. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's not who you are at the core. That's not why people love you and care for you and want to be around you. It may be a piece of it because it can be a piece of your personality and your charm, certainly. But I think that you can define yourself at a far greater and higher level, far beyond what you do to earn an income. Now, I know entrepreneurs, those of you who are successful anyway, are defining that income, that revenue-generating uh, piece of your business by your passion. Many of you are. I know I am. And so it does become more personal. But try and create that separation. It's critical to your success. Otherwise, you're going to let that big failure word get in the way and that big fear word and feeling really stop you from moving beyond. So a simple shift in mindset will give you the courage and commitment to step boldly into the world of sales and move your product or service into the lives of the many customers who await them. So here we go. Number one, remember, it's not all about the sale, okay? Sometimes we put pressure on by thinking that our cold calls should result in sales, always. Remember the true purpose of cold calling. Of course, it's about relationship building in the end. But most cases, it's about, you know, the goal is to, to end up with one of the following outcomes. So here are the things that it's really about. You want the, one of these three outcomes. You want permission from that person you're talking to to add them to your date, database for periodic updates, your email list, whatever you have for periodic updates. That's an awesome conversion. That is a conversion. You know, a lot of people think that a conversion in sales is actually the sale. And that's not always true, okay, because you should have an engine, a sales engine that works for you, or you've heard it called a sales funnel, okay? So your updates in whatever form you send those out, those are part of your conversion engine. So to get somebody to convert by giving you permission to add their name and email address to that database, wow, that's a huge success. want is a plan, a plan to contact them at a later date when they may be in need of your service or product. You know, as I said earlier, oftentimes as a coach, people just aren't ready for me. They're not ready to to grow. They're not ready to face the fact that, that the only thing standing between them and success is themselves. Uh, perhaps they don't have enough money to invest in their business. Um, I never truly believe that, but that you know that's their belief system. So they have belief systems that are preventing them from being ready for coaching. And of course, there are times when I'm not the right coach for them. 
I mean, that happens. There has to be synergy and you have to go to a coach with a certain level of expertise that matches what you need. And the third one is a request from them to be taken off the list altogether. And you may see that as a failure, but boy, I sure don't because why would you want to invest any further energy into someone who feels that they will never be ready for your product or service? So it's great. Get them out of the hopper. You know what? We're going into break and and in a few minutes, we're going to come back and look at the other points. It's not all about the sale. I'm going to leave you with that one during break. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. In today's business world, a helping hand or idea that doesn't come with an invoice is a treasured find. And if that happens to you, then you need to pay it forward to keep other entrepreneurs from making mistakes or getting a raw deal. It's called Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Wednesday mornings at 10, 9 a.m. Central, Josephine is going to have the guests describe their accomplishments, the lessons they've learned, both good and bad, and then sharing those pieces of knowledge as we create a movement of Paying It Forward. For more information about Josephine, her business, and background, you can go to MyMomKnowsBest.com. Josephine Jirasi has always been a problem solver. She saw this need and has turned it into a movement. It's Paying It Forward with tips, tools, and advice, and hard lessons learned. These pieces of knowledge can make a huge difference for you, your business, and others. So join us for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi, Wednesday mornings at 10 a.m., 9 a.m. Central on Doginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here talking about how to get those prospects and conversions happening for you. And we've gone over the three goals in those cold calls and, and those even at the networking events. Uh, permission to add the person to your database for periodic updates, a plan to contact them at a later date, or a request to take them off the list altogether. And that is perfectly fine. Now, understanding the purpose of your cold call 
or your introduction gives you permission to accept that not everyone is the perfect candidate. There are going to be those people out there who need to say at this time in their life and business, please just take me off your list. And that's okay. Those who wish to be removed from your list aren't saying they don't like you or your product. It simply means it's not right for them at this time. All right, my next point, we've talked about this a little bit, but I really want to drive this home because this is this is huge. This is just like number one, I think. It's not personal. Remember that you're speaking to a human being who has feelings and moods and concerns and emotions and bad days and good days just like you. If you encounter someone who is rude or unpleasant, Think about it. It's not about you. Don't take it personally. Most likely, this person's mood has been predetermined by all sorts of other circumstances that you'll never know about and you'll never have to think or worry about. Thank goodness. You've probably got enough of your own. Okay? Allow them some space and just get on with your day. All right. So I I think you get that one. I've driven that one home pretty hard. It's just not personal. Take on the attitude that I am already successful, okay? That's an important one. Too often, we base our success on that final outcome. So take on the attitude that the phone call or the initial meeting is the success. That step toward achieving your goal, each step is a success. These are huge steps. To pick up that phone or to get to that network meeting for many is like doing something they don't like doing, going to the dentist or whatever it is that you don't enjoy. Or many people enjoy it quite fine, quite enough, but if they don't get the outcome that they want, then they consider it not a success. Okay? The more you get out there, the higher your odds of of achieving those conversions are. Take the heat off by visualizing an outcome that's best for all concerned. And remember, sometimes a no is the perfect answer because the circumstances just aren't right. It's best to know this so you don't get you don't get into something that's that's doomed from the beginning, okay? There have been times for me when a prospect has said yes. And you do maybe I went against my gut feeling. Maybe I didn't listen to my intuition or or maybe I just wanted so badly to help them that I didn't didn't pay attention to the fact that maybe they aren't my ideal client. And and so there have been times that I've gotten into situations with clients that just are not good for both of us. You know, they they may not be ready for coaching. Again, I keep saying that, but you have to be in a very special place in order to be ready for your coach and in order to gain benefit from it. And there have been those occasions when, from my perspective, and that's only from my perspective, the individual hasn't benefited enough. And again, that's my perspective. What is enough? You know, I've I've never had anyone, oh, save one person who was kind of different, but I've never had anyone come back to me and say, this isn't what you said it would be. Never in 10 years of coaching. But there have been times when I've thought, wow, did I deliver all that I promised? There have been those occasions. So, you know, just 
really listen to your gut and take the heat off by visualizing the best it's all, you know, whatever is the best for all concerned. And remember, that's the other party too. No matter what answer you get from your prospect, celebrate the fact that you actually made contact and you're one step closer to your ideal customer. My next point to remember is that it's all about numbers, really. It's just numbers. Try to remove the emotion by seeing your phone calls and meetings as statistics. Not the people, but the actual phone calls and and the fact that you're going to a meeting. These are nothing more than statistics. If you make 25 phone calls, odds are good that you'll, you'll find one person who will want to learn more. You'll find one person who's ready to listen, maybe two or three. You know, but you've got to make those 25 phone calls. Now, if you effectively attend four or five networking events per month instead of per year, you're going to build more relationships and increase awareness of your brand. And again, I'm going to step in and use, you know, be a little vulnerable here and use my my personal experience to, to really demonstrate this. You know that my one of my business colleagues, Deb DeSandro and I are doing an event on September 20th, 2013. That's just a few weeks away from this live broadcast and it's called Make It Happen. And so we are making such an asserted effort to get out there and to meet more people and to really talk up this event and to to find people who, who would either be really perfect attendees or sponsors or or who will talk up the event with us. And boy, it's just been such a wonderful experience because we have met some of the most amazing people. And ramping this up and really getting out there and, and touching more people has been phenomenal. So do it. Get out there, you know, and everybody hears that dreaded no, but not everyone keeps plugging away at it. It's it's like working up, okay, here's my, my metaphor for it. It's like working up to 100 sit-ups a day instead of, of staying at 20. The end result will be so much better, but you got to work for it, okay? And you have to start with with those 20 sit-ups or five or two if that's all you're capable of. And so it's the same thing with the phone calls and the networking events. Don't don't uh, go away from this show today and say, all right, that's it. I'm making 100 cold calls tomorrow and I'm lining up five networking events for next week. Don't do it. You know, if, if you haven't made cold calls in a while and that would benefit your business, then try to make five or 10 tomorrow or today. Why not today? Just pick up the phone and do it. If you can get one under your belt and feel good when you hang up that phone, then I'll be very, very impressed by you. That's amazing. And the same thing with the networking events. Get one or two on your calendar for the month of August. Just get out there. Get those numbers up there and love the no because it only means that you're getting closer to the yes. Okay, the next point. I'm not alone, and you're not. Remember, I am not alone. Here are some statistics that might just boggle your mind, okay? Listen to this. Did you know that 44% of all salespeople quit after the first no? 
44% of people who are in sales quit trying. They give up after the first no. You can't do this. You can't just give up. Now consider this, considering that 40% of all of your salad prospects say no at least once before buying, that makes this doubly as tragic because 40% of the people who are going to buy are going to say no to you at first. And you have to know how to talk. You have to know how to build that relationship. You have to know how to help them understand how you can help. Now, you're not alone in your fear and frustration, but you can be persistent. You can not give up and get out there and succeed. The proof is in the numbers. No matter how emotionally connected you are to your product or service, they're only as good as your efforts to promote them, right? So respect the hard work and dedication that went into your company by transferring that same determination to your sales efforts. The other day, I I talked about this at a local event, and the room had a group of entrepreneurs in there, and there were two people in there who were actually employed by insurance companies. So... They had, they had positions that were entrepreneurial in nature because they're responsible for their numbers, but they weren't true entrepreneurs, okay? And I, I said, raise of hands, how many of you in this room are salespeople? And I surely applauded them because 100% of the hands went up. Every entrepreneur realized that when you're an entrepreneur, you are a salesperson. Like it or not, you're always, no matter what level you're at, you are always out there finding ways to sell your product and to make your product or service better so it's more appealing to the crowd. So that's it. Accept it. You are a salesperson. Now, when we come back from this break, I want to go into talking a little bit more about how some small businesses can land really huge clients. You know, you think of getting into stores like Walmart and IBM or Macy's or, you know, into companies like IBM. And you think, oh, that's not me. I could never do that. Well, wrong. According to a study by the Small Business Administration, nearly 70% of U.S. sole proprietorship companies earned only $25,000 in 2010. I'll have to look for an updated statistic to see what 2012 was like. But I don't think that it was much better. I really don't. So when we come back, we're going to talk about how you are missing out on one of the most lucrative opportunities available to small businesses, and that is selling to corporate America. That's right. That is getting your your product, your service, whatever it is, through the doors and selling to corporate America because you can do that. And uh, there's no reason you, you know, you shouldn't be thinking about that. So we're going to talk about tapping into that trillion-dollar market of global corporations when we come back from this break. You can always reach me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. I love hearing your ideas and your requests.
Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Have you been laid off, fired, downsized, right-sized, or re-engineered out of a job? Are you unemployed or anticipate that possibility? Then tune in for Successfully Unemployed, hosted by Alan Sherwood, MBA, president of Sherwood Consulting Service. Successfully Unemployed will provide you a hope-filled and comprehensive approach to the job search process from an author who's experienced it all. Alan and his guests will cover all dimensions of a job search, physical tasks, mental attitude, emotional health, even one spirit perspective. All must be integrated in order for a person to be successfully unemployed so they can then be successfully employed. This show is designed to help you move forward from job loss to finding or creating more fulfilling work. For more on Alan Sherwood, MBA, and the show, check out his website, SuccessfullyUnemployed.com. Then join us for Successfully Unemployed with Alan Sherwood, MBA. Thursday nights at 8, 7 central here on Toginet.com. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their masks, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset from Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. So we've been talking about getting those prospects through the door and, and your mindset around sales. And now we're going to talk about the bigger sale, working with corporate America, selling to corporate America. I have a lot of clients who do this, a lot of clients who are in with the big box stores. And, uh, you know, <laughs> it's taken them from, from small revenues to huge revenues and can be very, very lucrative. So, so why not you? Because now is the time that big companies are spending big money with small business. Get this statistic. Every year, corporations in the United States spend more than $2 trillion dollars buying services and products from products from other companies. And now, more than ever, these corporations are actively seeking out opportunities to work with small business owners. So you've got the powerhouses out there like Walmart and Chevron and IBM and Macy's that have launched major programs to buy more from small companies. And this gives us a window of opportunity to grow our businesses by selling in the corporate marketplace, okay? So let's get there. Listen to this, ladies and men. According to the Women's Business Economic National Council, within two years of adding the first corporate client to their small businesses, women entrepreneurs experience an average increase of revenue of 266.4 percent 
That's not negligible. <laughs> That's pretty impressive. 266% increase in revenue. And they say that they assume it's about the same for male entrepreneurs. But the money isn't just, you know, the only benefit, especially for service providers like like myself. Working with a marquee client can bring credibility and visibility that can lead to bigger and better things, okay? For the small business owner trying to make a difference in the world, those bigger clients can translate into a bigger positive impact. You can get your passion really out there and touch the lives of the people that that you're hoping to have an impact on. So look at it that way as well. But Okay, this is like a $9 trillion marketplace. That's pretty daunting. Pretty big and daunting it is. So I know that. So let's look at some steps that can maybe help selling to corporate client clients a little less daunting because it's scary. All right. Here's one. You know, you want to take that road less travel. Do what the others aren't doing. Sometimes the best door into a corporate client is the one that nobody else thinks about. You know, always being unique is is what you want to do. So think about this. All right. If you're a health and wellness expert, for example, and you'd like to serve, sell your services to a larger company, who would you contact at that larger company? Who would you reach out to? Who would you try to find the name of what position? Most people would say the human resources department, but guess what? hundred other wellness experts thinking the same thing, right? Most people are thinking human resources, and that means your competition is doing it too. So how about the head of the customer service department? Think about it. Research shows that happy, healthy employees treat customers better. And that's what customer service wants. They want to have a reputation, especially now. Woohoo, you know, great customer service is finally coming back in trend, which I'm so happy about. So this can lead to as much as an 85% increase in corporate profitability. The customer service director may be pretty happy to hear from you. So how do you find that person? Get on LinkedIn. Really, I think that's one of the best ways. Get into your network. Find the people in your LinkedIn network that you actually have a relationship with and put it out them out there to them. Who do you know at a larger company who's in charge of the customer service division? Okay? Ask them. People want to help. Are you involved in groups on LinkedIn? If you're not, you should be. Get involved. Talk to people, meet people in groups, become interactive. It's so important. That's another place to build relationships that so many people overlook. So go on out there and and uh, look for people who know people in these positions, okay? So, you know, really the bottom line here is that decision makers exist all throughout corporations, not just at HR, not just at the senior VP level and up. Find the more creative points of entry and you can rise above the noise because that's all your competition is doing. They're just out there making a lot of noise. So find a way to set yourself apart with a different way of entry, a different point of entry. 
And while you're at it, remember, timing is everything, okay? Today, with all the cutbacks that we've experienced in corporate America, all of the downsizing, the biggest obstacle to selling to corporate clients is that people on the inside of those corporations aren't just busy, they're crazy busy, crazy, crazy busy. Small business owners who are highly successful in landing corporate clients understand this, and they do something that's very smart. They time their sales pitches to match up with what corporate decision makers are preoccupied with in that very time. Okay, so stay in the know. Set up some some Google alerts that you can keep an eye on in relevant press releases and news articles about your target clients. Find out what's happening inside their corporations and pitch based on that. Okay, you're Pitches will be more targeted and more timely, and you'll be much more likely to get a response. In the news was a big thing um, in the last couple of weeks with Mark Zuckerberg, the founder, co-founder of Facebook, right? And Mark is out there saying, well, you know, we are looking at talent in other countries. He was talking about tech talent because the level of talent just isn't here in this country hogwash oh my gosh is that insane of course it's here but here's what's happening as these people are coming out of school and and leaving corporations uh, wanting something different you know especially the folks who are leaving corporate america they want the freedom they want to start their own business they they want the flexibility okay entrepreneurs start their own businesses often because they want to be their own bosses and they want flexibility and and they go in with the dream that they can make tons more money unfortunately in 90% of the cases it remains a dream and it never, ever happens. So corporations are competing with the dream, okay? And so these tech talent, the tech talent out there is, is seeking the dream. So corporations need to learn that they have to give them the dream, okay? They have to be more than employees. They have to change the way they're treating employees. And, and not like Yahoo recently did, call everybody in from home offices and, and bring them into the corporate offices. That's not allowing the dream to take place. Now, maybe the rules in that case had to change. Certainly they did. There was just too much flexibility. There were people out there being paid that they didn't even know were on payroll for crying out loud. It was a poor case, a case of really, really horrible, horrible management. But you know, corporations need to offer flex time. They need to offer productivity uh, tools and information. They need to offer higher education. They need to offer resources into things that um, lend themselves to higher brain living. And that may be your service. Perhaps you're a coach. Perhaps you're a consultant. Perhaps you, you know, are a massage therapist. These corporations, this is a good example of something that's been out there in the news, right? And corporations need how to turn on a dime. So they can attract higher talent if they're creating a more entrepreneurial environment for their employees. 
So what can you do? Think about it. What can you do to target your pitch and make it timely to a news story that is related to who your ideal corporate client would be? Remember, there are people in corporate America, just like there are in other small businesses or whoever you're targeting now. They're people and they have the same issues and problems that your smaller clients have. So get out there and think about that. Okay, pardon me while I drink some water. I'm spending this whole hour talking to myself here. Well, hopefully talking to a lot of you. But but (laughs) it's a lot of talking and I'm having so much fun. That's the crazy part about it. Okay, my next point here is don't try to sell them anything. When you go to these corporations, again, it's not all about the big sell. It sounds counterproductive, but not trying to sell a company on your services immediately can sometimes lead to a sales sale more quickly than a hard-nosed sales pitch. So here's how that looks. You can see a news report about a company in a situation you're well-equipped to, to help, right? You call the head of the affected department, like I just talked about, um, you know, finding tech talent, for instance. And you mentioned that you saw the news coverage and offer to email over a resource that might be helpful to them or an idea or a thought without trying to schedule an appointment or talk about your services or make a sale. Just end the call, okay? That's it. Or contact them, and I've done this tons of times. Contact them on Twitter. You know, I've I found other major news outlets outside of Inc.com where my story, my article of the week would be very applicable to something that is going on for them over there. And so I'll find someone on Twitter who is involved with the publication and I'll say, hey, I just, just wanted to show this to you. Check it out over here. Feel free to pick it up if it's useful. I think your readers might benefit from it. And boy, that really, really works. And it gives me more leverage there over on Inc., which is huge for me. Okay? So think about it. Just offer them whatever you do, a resource, uh, an idea, and don't try to make the close. On the other end of the phone, you're going to find a very bewildered, albeit happy corporate decision maker who now views you as a problem solver and a resource and not a pushy salesperson. And this puts dividends in the bank for you next time you reach out to them. They're going to remember you and they're going to pay attention to you the next time that you're ready to reach out. Wow, we're going into our final break. This is Marla Tabaka and we'll be back in just a minute. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Are you fascinated by the stories behind the stories, the people behind their mess, the truth about people's failures and redemptions in both their business and personal lives? Then Off the Record Secrets of with host Judy Schreiner is for you. It's people's secrets that make them interesting, but very few folks are willing to reveal them unless they trust that their information will be treated with accuracy, fairness, and respect. 
People have been entrusting their secrets to longtime business journalist Judy Schreiner for the last 25 years. And now she's bringing her expertise and impressive contact list to Rockstar Radio Network. Tune in and call in as host Judy Schreiner talks to guests off the record as they reveal new secrets each Tuesday at noon Eastern, 11 a.m. Central. Congratulations on being the proud owner of an adorable, soft, cuddly, sweet-smelling, smiling, cooing, hungry, tired, gassy, screaming little bundle of joy. So now what? Where's the owner's manual for this thing? Where are my instructions? Right here. It's baby and toddler instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Infant care specialist Blythe Lippman has worked with babies for over 20 years and works extensively with new parents providing workshops, in-home visits, tips, and daily phone calls to ease those frazzled nerves. With baby and toddler instructions, you can get the advice you need on how to survive and enjoy your baby's first year. For more information on Blythe and how she can help you, go to babyinstructions.com. From 32 ways to stop a baby from crying to 14 ways to get a baby to eat and so much more, it's Baby and Toddler Instructions with Blythe Lippman on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And make sure to head over and visit Inc. for this week's story. It's getting a lot of attention, and I... We had so much fun putting it together. You know, small business owners often overlook the fact that technology is changing and mobile technology is really, really, really important. That's where 40% of your audience is now is on mobile technology. So think about an app for your business. And a lot of small business owners say, ah, I'm too small for an app or I can't think of, a, you know, how I could possibly use an app. I don't know what an app is. I wouldn't know where to begin. Well, that's what this piece is all about over on Inc. So it, what I did was I interviewed several small business owners. These are small businesses just like yours. And I asked them what their app does and and what it's provided for them. How has it benefited them and how has it benefited their customers and what's it done for sales? And those answers are over on Inc. for some creative input for you, hopefully to kind of spark an idea for you. So just go to inkinc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and check it out. Check out that that latest story, the one on top, why your business needs an app and see if it sparks some ideas for you. All right. So my next point here in landing a big client is to, well, let me, let me ask you a question first. Those of you who have small children, or can remember being a toddler yourself. Think about this. What is the favorite question that a toddler asks almost incessantly, almost way too much? Not even a toddler, just kids in general. It's a one-word question that parents come to really dread. Why? But why, Mom? Why do I have to clean my room? Why do I have to brush my teeth? Why is the sky blue? Why are we doing that? Why? Why, 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 why? Now, you can have fun with it as a parent, but it can also get old. But it shouldn't be old in the sales arena, okay? That long series of whys 
that your child offers you will take you to a place where you're just, you no longer know how to respond. And that's where you want to get your clients. Drill down, drill down by asking your prospects why. It's going to identify where you can add the most value. Even better, you're positioning yourself as a trusted strategic partner rather than someone who is selling them something. So when you talk to your prospect about their greatest challenges, just keep asking them, why? Why is that a challenge for you? Dig down, be a coach, find out what's at the core of that. You know, they may come back and say something, well, our clients find it difficult to blank, 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 blank. And you can say, okay, why? Why do they find that difficult? And you may get to, you know, if you're a web designer or a marketing company consultant or um, a content writer, you know, you may get to an issue that can really change things for them. I have a client who, who is a very small, a small business owner, micro business, who just landed an amazing opportunity with HP Hewlett Packard, and you know this is this is how they did it. Why is this an issue for you? What's going on with your clients? Why do you suppose the clients are having our time? Why do you suppose that these prospects aren't seeing HP as a resource for this? Why? 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 And before you know it, there is a product in the door that is making all the difference for this micro business. So ask why. Be a resource to them. Be a strategic strategic partner, a problem solver before you are a salesperson. All right, the final point here and getting in and landing some of that, that corporate mojo. Don't try to be a mind reader, okay? An amazing transformation often happens when small business owners reach the point when it's time to close the deal, okay? Driven by fear. They, they suddenly go from being that charismatic, you know, person to being really bashful and they try to be a mind reader rather than discussing the terms of the deal. This is where they get afraid. They're afraid of rejection. They're afraid that they're going to blow it. They're afraid to ask. Ask. You got to ask. To get these deals closed quickly, you need to just like roll up your sleeves and get specific with that client and not shy away from Talking about their investment amount, addressing the money issue early on in the conversation is going to bring fewer surprises later, which is better for both you and the client. So remember, get that done right up front. Now, my way of doing that as a coach is that I put my rates right out there. They are on my website at MarlaTabaka.com under individual coaching rates and programs and this really vets you know my my prospects well for me because people for for two reasons here's here's the two things people see the rates and either they know right up front that they're not ready to make that kind of an investment or what's really common for me is people assume that because of the companies I've worked with and because of the success that my clients have seen and because of the fact that I have this very successful radio show and I write for Inc. Magazine for crying out loud, that they can't afford me. Okay, People assume that all the time. They can't afford me. Then they go to my website and they say, wait, 
she's not a thousand dollars an hour or anywhere near that, which is where a lot of small business consultants and coaches are. Okay. I am not that kind of a coach and I don't want to be up there. And it's not a fear of raising my rates or questioning my value. It's about my niche. My niche is the business owner who has a scalable business model in place and just isn't scaling. They're not growing the business the way that it can grow. And they're not getting out of their own way. And they have some some thoughts that may be stopping them from success, okay? And typically, because that's my nature, because that's who I love working with, they can't afford the thought thousand dollar an hour rate that my peers many of them charge so i keep my rates competitive to what or compatible i should say to what they can afford they're still they're still you know up there a little bit but they're not thousands and thousands of dollars a lot of coaches are out there charging 10 and 20 thousand dollars for a year's worth of coaching and i'm not doing that and because I want to be accessible to the people I love coaching. So that's my way of, of immediately getting it out in the open. When someone calls me or contacts me or I contact them and they have reservations about affording coaching, boy, we talk about it right up front. And that's one of the first questions I ask them is, you know, are you ready to invest in your future? Are you ready to say that this is important to you? And uh, they, they, you know, we talk about that right up front. So it's important to try not to be a mind reader, try not to predict what's going to happen because all sorts of horrible things are going to happen if you start going that direction, right? And here's why. When you start thinking the negative, okay, so you start thinking, oh, gosh, it's going to be too much money. Oh, they're going to send me away. Maybe they thought this was going to be free, whatever it is. You know, can I really deliver? Now, that's the energy that you're putting out there. Let me tell you, I guarantee you that your body language, your tone, everything about you is going to be very, very, very apparent even to someone who's not looking for it, okay? So when you start thinking in the negative, it's going to change the outcome on a number of levels and for a number of reasons, but that's the most basic reason of all, the outcome. It's going to change it because of the way that you're projecting when you begin thinking in that negative space. So if there's anything you take away from here today, please think about that. Please think about how you view the mindset behind how you view your opportunities, okay? And make sure that it's a very positive mindset. You know, I get a lot of clients who say, or a lot of prospects who call me and say, well, I have a really positive mindset about getting out there and talking to people and I'm out there and I'm bubbly and I'm confident and I'm, I, I try and project happiness and, and they always say no. <laughs> well, that's not a positive mindset. They always say no. If you've got that belief system embedded, then they're going to always say no. If that's your history, if, if you perceive that they always say no, they don't need or want what you have to offer, 
That is simply your your customer base looking back at you and saying either you're not communicating it in an effective way or your product or service is not hitting their pain point. Okay? So that's why they always say no. You've got to listen to them and take on a belief system that they're saying no to the way that you are currently presenting it. They are not saying no to what you have to offer, okay? So change that. Change that. They may have said no in the past, but they're going to say yes in the future. Get yourself a coach or a mentor or somebody who can really, really, really help you shift that around because that's important. Get that positive mindset out there. And as a coach, of course, I have a lot of tools that I can offer you to change your mindset, to improve and upgrade your mindset so that you can start attracting more clients and start feeling better about yourself and all of the efforts and your company and your financial position. It's important for you to know, as I said earlier on in this show, that you're not alone. You're not alone. And I remember my first entrepreneurial venture outside of corporate America. I had never felt more alone until I hired my first coach. And that really resolved that issue for me because a coach's success is based on your success to some degree, right? And so we're vested. We are truly vested. I hope that this input and information was really, really beneficial to you today and that you can walk away feeling more confident about going out there and getting the sale and understanding what your success is all about. And that's not necessarily about converting a full sale, okay? And you may want to listen to this podcast again. It'll be up in about an hour from now. So make sure to download it on iTunes or right here at the TogiNet Radio site. I look forward to seeing you all again next week and to hearing from you at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And please check out MakeItHappenLive.com to learn about the event that I have coming up right here in the Chicago area on September 20th. Make it happen. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, 